0: Good morning. Welcome to, again to our Lighthouse uh, service. Uh, we want to welcome again all of you who are watching, not just our members here in Alabang and Las Piñas and to our CityGate brethren, but just in case you're watching from different parts of the world. Bonjour! Buongiorno! <laughs> and all the other languages. That's Puang I Um Welcome again. And uh, Today we will start a new series uh, that is called Visited Planet, the Visited Planet. Now you're wondering, what is that all about? Well, in the last few months, we've been visited by something not good, right? A, a virus that has caused, up to, at, at this moment, over a million uh, people have been infected. And about uh, over 50,000 have died globally, globally. Um, and so that has visited us. That's a, that's a bad visitation. But beginning today and in the Sundays to come, you will hear messages about how God the Creator has visited us. And that's a good visit. That's the kind of visit that you want to open wide your doors, your windows, but most especially, uh, the doors of your heart. Today, the message is called Saved. Next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, Risen. That will be the title of the message. And then after that, commissioned and anointed. And again, depending on how uh, this uh, coronavirus and quarantine, uh, either uh, we are officially released from quarantine uh, after the Holy Week, or if the government and our health officials feel like it is necessary to extend it, We will either have these services still online or already in our uh, community. But regardless, I pray to God that whether it is face-to-face or face-to-screen, that the Word of God will minister to your hearts. You see, you you may feel like we are quarantined, but the Word of God is never quarantined. The Apostle Paul wrote, that he was in chains when he was writing some of his epistles. But then he said, but the Word of God is not chain. And it is true today, 2,000 years later, as it was back then. And so, we want to just urge you and encourage you to tune in right now. And just in case you haven't done it yet, that is, tell your family and friends, hey, tune in right now to our church service. Why don't you do that uh, right now? Let me begin by just a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will prepare our hearts to be good soil. So that the Word of God that is planted will penetrate our hearts and it will bear much fruit. Fruit that not only will benefit us, but rather fruit that will benefit others. So that those that interact with us, even in this season of quarantine, that our words and our actions will be a blessing to them because God Almighty is using us as an instrument of sharing His Word to to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Today the message is called Saved. Let me begin by asking, are you? Are you? Are you? I hope you can say yes and amen. But just in case those of you that are watching are wondering, what does that mean? And so I'm not sure I can say yes and amen to that. Well, hopefully by the end of this message, you will be able to say yes. I too am saved. Coronavirus is a disease. So far, there's no cure. That's why we have to continue to pray for all the health officials, especially the WHO, CDC, and others who are trying their very best, putting their best brains together to find a cure. We have to pray for them. The sooner, the better. Well, 30-something years ago, there was a movie by Sylvester Stallone. It's called Cobra. And this was the tagline. Crime is a disease. Meet the cure. Right? So the idea is that if there is crime in the streets call on Stallone, call on Cobra. Well, I'm here to tell you, sin is the disease. Not just even a disease. It is the disease. But Jesus is the cure. And unlike the current pandemic that our best health officials globally are still not able to, they're still trying and experimenting a mixture of this and that. One thing I can tell you, my friends the cure to the sin, the disease of sin, is not under experiment at all. It is a sure cure that has been in existence for more than 2,000 years, and that cure. Once it cures you, no relapse, you are cured because the blood of Jesus Christ that addresses the disease of sin is a guaranteed cure. Now, for us to appreciate the cure, we have to first understand the disease. Because nowadays, for example, all of our uh, the health officials and doctors, they're not going to recommend just a cure out of nowhere. They're they're very careful that what they will give to the person who is sick will really make them well. So they want to study first what truly is this coronavirus 2019, COVID 2019 all about, right? And so for us to better appreciate the cure that is Jesus Christ, let's examine the disease. If you have a Bible, you can follow along the reading in Romans chapter 3. The Apostle Paul wrote this. Sometime in 55 AD, so we're talking of almost 2,000 years ago, first century, when the Apostle Paul wrote this. Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 10. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. And when the Scripture says all, that's all, my friends. You're not exempted. And guess what? I'm not exempted. My co-pastors and church workers here, missionaries all over the world, the, the most honorable, respectful person you can find on planet Earth is included in the all. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Wow, this is an indictment on the spiritual condition of humanity, which is that all of us have turned away from our Maker. Their feet are swift to shed blood, ruin and misery mark their ways. And and here's the thing sometimes we think, wait, wait a minute. I'm not miserable in my sin. I actually enjoy it, you know. Uh, I, I like what I do. You say it's a sin, but I like what I do. That's the problem with sin. Because it captures you and blinds you, and you think you're actually well. But you're not. Just like this coronavirus, I don't feel any symptoms. Someone might say, I don't feel sick. I I feel very good. But they don't know they're a carrier. And as they carry that disease, they infect others. That's also how sin is. You're so blinded by sin, you're not even aware that it is actually leading you to ruin and leading you to a miserable path. And the way of peace, they do not know. And here's the indictment. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That means they don't even sh- uh, shudder and shiver at committing some of these things that they know are an abomination in the eyes of God. They just keep doing it. And in another epistle of Paul, he would say they even go from bad to worse. They're like descending in an, um, a slope of immorality and sin. In verse 19, it says this, Now we know, that whatever the law says, that's the law of Moses, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. The whole world is accountable to God. Even those that don't believe Him. See, um, A.W. Tozer, one of my favorite authors, says it this way. Even if all people were blind, the sun would still shine. And then he says, even if all people are atheists, god is still god it doesn't affect him he is god so the entire planet is accountable to him i was reading a an account of a uh, a celebrity interviewing another celebrity and the the other celebrity was talking about how she grew up in a christian environment how she went to church regularly how she even in her mind was a follower of jesus but at some point she stopped she just said I, that's it I I don't consider myself aggression anymore and basically just backslid and has started to live a life that for most of us would say according to the scriptures is an ungodly lifestyle so this other celebrity was telling asking her so are you shutting the door on God and the other celebrity says, well you know maybe not but what shocked me was what the other celebrity then said afterwards. She said, you know, you can walk with God according to your standard. You can walk with God according to your framework. You determine what it means to walk with God. And the other celebrity said, that sounds nice. I get to determine how I walk with God and the interviewer, as also a celebrity, was saying, "Yeah. my friends, that's a problem. We can't do that. We cannot set the parameters of walking with God. God already set the parameters. It is found in His word, the Bible. That is where the parameters of walking with God means. And so if you say, I'm I'm a believer, I'm walking with God, but I don't really believe, you know, that I should do this. I don't really believe. I'm not even sure if Jesus died on the cross. I, I don't buy all of that. Well, my friend, I'm sorry to disappoint you. You're not walking with God. You cannot set the parameters. We're accountable to Him. And then it continues in verse 20. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law, meaning by your own effort rather through the law we become conscious of our sin so we cannot save ourselves my friends but but now he says in verse 21 now apart from the law the righteousness of god has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify so everything that is written in the old testament from genesis all the way to malachi has been talking about a person that is coming That will offer righteousness to everyone. This is what the Apostle Paul says. It is now here. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. And there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Between someone who grew up in the environment that God set up. Or someone so far away. There's no difference. For all have sinned and fall short. Of the glory of God. See that word all again? Guess what? You're not exempted. Neither am I. All of us have fallen short. And then it says in verse 24, And all, I love this, the same all that fell short, all are now justified freely, no payment, freely, by His grace, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful verse? So then it continues. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance, He had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate His righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus hallelujah if you are with your family right now or, or someone in your household like even a kasambahay or lolo or lola or whatever just tell them God has a word for us today God has a word for us today here's the first point I want to make again sin is the disease it's, it's a horrible disease it has inflicted humanity from time immemorial in theology there is this concept that is called universal human depravity what does that mean it means that every human has sinned and has fallen short of the glory of god filipino american russian chinese korean ugandan french italian it doesn't matter all of us have sinned and fallen short educated uneducated persons who who have a lot of money persons who don't have money it doesn't matter All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Here's the other thing about this depravity. Unlike the coronavirus, which may infect a significant percentage, but not all of humanity, sin infects 100%. Not a single human will be untouched by sin. You see, the reason why we are being told to quarantine so that we will be in our homes so that we will not be interacting with people so wala mo nang beso beso and hugs and all of that shaking of hands so we bring with ourselves a mask and uh, alcohol or alcohol gel the reason why our health authorities are telling us to do that is so that we avoid possible contact with possible you know people who are might be infected or sometimes because you are asymptomatic you might think hey i i, I don't think i have it so then you go around and you know, go to the beach, go to the mall, and then you infect others along, along with you. So the idea is to prevent infection. Well, my friends, when it comes to sin, there's no way to prevent it. As in Adam's sin, all sin. All of us are part of this human depravity where we are, have all sinned. And while coronavirus is a new infection, sin is as old as humanity itself. Whoever heard of COVID-19 until like yeah, recently long, right? We may have heard of SARS before and everything. So, and guess what, my friends? I hate to, you know, to burst your bubble. There will be more viruses along the way. Yeah. It's, it's not like we, we defeat COVID-19, yay! Humanity has won, no more virus. Uh, no? Okay? There's enough zombie movies to warn us about that, you know? So, there might be more. But sin, it should not surprise us anymore. This is as old as humanity itself. At the garden, Adam and Eve sinned. Their first son, um, Cain, committed the first murder in the scriptures. So again, Romans chapter 3, there is no one righteous, not even one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now you might say, Pastor Albert, I know a lot of righteous people, you know. In fact, <clears throat> di naman okay. I think I am uh, righteous, okay? I mean, you know, so some of you might be saying to yourself, naman ganyan. Ikumpara mo naman ako sa mga corrupt na official." At sa mga rapist, murderer, I'm righteous. That might be true, by the way, okay? I'm not saying that you are worse than a a rapist or a murderer. You probably are very moral, very religious, a very quote-unquote good person. But when the scripture says there is no one righteous, not even one, what it means is none of us are righteous enough that God in heaven will say, "All right, you will be saved because you're so righteous. There is not a single person on planet Earth, past, present, and future, where God will say, ang bait mo talaga, ililigtas na lang kita dahil ang bait-bait mo. Wala po talaga, mga kapatid. All have sinned. Well, sa, pastor naman, sa Ten Commandments, siguro, yeah, I can confess mga tatlo dun. Okay? Uh, hindi ko na lang sasabihin kung aling tatlo, pero mga tatlo dun, guilty ako. Okay? Yung iba naman, mas magaling, isa lang. Okay. Sa sampo, sampung utos, I failed in one. Wow. So then you feel like, wow, one lang ang a uh, failure ko. Ikaw, Pastor Jojo, tatlo ha? Pastor Maki, nakakalima ka. Okay? Uh, yung iba baka, lahat na sampo, na-violate, you know? <laughs> Pastor Jojo, <laughs> labing isa, sumobra pa. Okay? Uh. Well, here's the problem. The scriptures also tell us in James even if you obey the entire thing and fail at one point, you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. Oh, package deal pala yun. Hindi pala ito yung pick and choose. Package deal pala. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Here's the second part about that universal human depravity. Because all of us are infected by sin, the disease. No human is capable of saving himself or saving others. Hoy, isa na-violate ko sa Ten Commandments. Ikaw lima. Uh, alika, mas, mas righteous sa iyo eh. I, I will save you. I cannot. Because even though I can say I only have one sin, that one sin itself disqualifies me from being a savior. I cannot save myself and neither can I save you. And because everyone is infected, no one can be the cure. No one. You know how how they say that those uh, who have been infected by coronavirus, for example, and have become well, and were retested and say, wow, you are now free, COVID free. Wow. And so some of them are saying, scientists are saying, maybe we'll get some of their blood and use that and inject it to someone else and let that be the, you know, the anti, you know, uh, the, the antidote to the sickness. Listen, my friends, it can't happen in a spiritual way. Even if I have been cured by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I cannot save you. I cannot. And it's not like as Jesus cures me, I can now cure you of your sin problem. I cannot. There's only one Savior. There's not a million saviors. There's only one. Best I can do to those that have received the grace of God of salvation, best that we can do is to impart the message. But we cannot be the Savior. There's only one. And that is Jesus. Amen? And so it tells us in Psalm 49, No one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly no payment is ever enough so the psalmist already is predicting this that there is no human that will be found worthy in the book of revelation the souls in heaven were crying who is worthy to to open the scroll and said none has been found worthy and then all of a sudden the lamb of god comes and he is worthy amen and so part of this human depravity god is holy just and righteous and he must punish sin he cannot tolerate nor excuse sin god will not lower his standard to accommodate sin see some of us may say yeah okay i admit i'm a sinner but i mean how bad is that anyway right i mean me and god we're like this okay i mean i've done a lot of good here there and everywhere and all that is required is I'll show God my receipts. Okay? I have receipts to show God of the money I donated here, the good deeds I did there, etc. And so I'll, I'll use that as my payment. God said, no, sin must be punished. The wages of sin is death. I believe it was C.S. Lewis, if I'm not mistaken, who said, we are free to choose our actions. We are not free to choose the consequence. You want to sin? No one can stop you. But you cannot, therefore, after that say, yeah, I'll sin, but I don't want the consequence of separating from God. I don't like that. Well, you can't choose the consequence. It would be like saying, you know what? I want to smoke, but I don't want to get cancer. It's tied in. It's tied in. You cannot just, you know what, I, I wanna, I, I'm not happy with my wife, so uh, I, I want to have an affair here. But I want to keep my family intact, you know, and I want to keep my reputation still intact. My friend, you can't. If you choose a wrong path, there are consequences to it. And the writer of Proverbs even says, there's a way. It seems right. But the end of it, is destruction and so the wages of sin is death the bad news has to hit you so hard and that's what the health officials have been telling us say listen if we don't do anything millions will die but if we at least do something we will lower those numbers you have to get the bad news first but thank god there's good news toward so the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. God hates sin. He must punish sin. But He loves the sinner. That's you and that's me. And so, aren't you glad, my friends? Doesn't God deserve a praise for that, for that good news? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. Which brings me to the second point. Sin is the disease, but Jesus is the cure. Again, the Apostle Paul in Galatians, in the fullness of time, when it was just right, God sent His Son. In His eternal wisdom, there was the right moment for God to do this. Why did it happen at that moment instead of now? Only God knows that that was the right moment. That God sent His Son to be our Savior. And so in theology, this is called substitutionary atonement. So a while ago, we talked about Uh, Universal human depravity, all of us have sinned. Well, substitutionary atonement says we humans, because we've sinned, deserve God's wrath. We cannot escape the wrath of God because our sin attracts the wrath of God. Our sin is a magnet for the wrath of God. His holiness is somehow ignited to express itself in wrath because of our sin. But here is the substitutionary atonement. But instead of His wrath, God sent His Son, Jesus, to be our substitute, paying for our sins and receiving the judgment that was due to you and to me. He took your place, my friends. He took my place. Honestly, it should be Albert Clavo that should have been nailed to the cross. should have been Giorgio Baldo should have been some sad should have been all of us each of us should have been nailed to an individual cross because our sin demands justice the justice of God but aren't you glad God loved you so much said you know what I'm, I created you out of my image and yes you rebelled you sinned but here is the substitute and who was the substitute God could have gone hey Gabriel come here Uh, I've sent you on a lot of errands before. I'm sending you to to your most important assignment now. And angel Gabriel comes forward and says, okay God what's my latest assignment? God says, I'm going to nail you to the cross. Gabriel said, uh, okay. Well here's the deal. Even if that happened my friends, even if that happened Gabriel cannot be our savior. He cannot. Why not? Um, can't God choose anything or anyone to pay for our sin? Well, no, because here's the deal it was humanity that sinned. Therefore, it should be a human that should pay for the sin. Well, then there's a problem. The next problem is there's no human worthy to pay for the sin. Only God is holy. And it requires a holy Savior to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. What a dilemma, right? Humanity sinned. A human must die. Only God is holy enough. But how can God die? God is spirit. How can He die? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God, the Son, took on human form so that Humanity as a representative can be nailed to the cross. And so Paul says God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. And this was something that was difficult to grasp even for the parents of Jesus. When the angel Gabriel first appeared to Mary, And said, Mary, you're gonna be the mother of the Son of God. And Mary said, "Um, Newsflash, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Me and my uh, betrothed Joseph, we have not come together yet. How can I be the mother of the Son of God when I'm a virgin? So the angel explains to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And so she gets pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, when Joseph learns this, Joseph says, Wait a minute. We are scheduled, we're betrothed already, but we're scheduled to be married a few months from now. I mean, I love Mary, but this isn't right. How, How come she's pregnant? So Joseph wants to just separate, do this very quietly. And then the angel appeared to Joseph and tells him, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary because she will give birth to a son. And you're to give the name Jesus because he will save his people. Their sins, you see, even, even Joseph and Mary could not fully grasp the immensity of the plan of God, and that's why, my friends, it requires faith. If you're here today and you have so many questions, you're not alone, your pastors have questions. We don't have all the answers, you know. Faith means still believing. Still walking, still trusting, even in the midst of uncertainty. And that's what Joseph and Mary did. It was so uncertain to take on the plan of God to be the parents of the Son of God, not knowing exactly how this will play out, but because they had faith, we have Jesus, and because of that, we have the gift of eternal life. And so I urge you, my friends. Whatever is going on in your life, with all the confusion and chaos that you may, and all the fear and anxiety, I'm here to tell you, God already has it covered. Even before all of this happened, God already has this covered. He's got you covered. Because even before humanity sinned, God already had a plan. See, God always thinks ahead. (laughs) Even before the disease came up, God already had a cure. That's why the Scripture says that Jesus is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundations of the world. Even before creation, God already had a plan of redemption. And so my friends, if you're worried right now, what's going to happen? I, I, you know, I don't know if I still have a job a few weeks, two weeks, three weeks, a month from now. My, my savings is running out. And what if I get infected? What if, what if, what if? And all of these worrying and anxieties bogging you down. And you get sick, not from the coronavirus, but from the anxiety. You know, My friends, listen. Even before the disease of coronavirus arrived, God already had the answer. And so you don't need to be afraid. You just need to trust God. And so coming back to the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12. The apostle Peter preaching to the people there and said, Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Which brings us to my third point. Sin is the disease. Jesus is the cure. Salvation is the result. Salvation is the result. In Greek, the word salvation, soteria, the verb is sozo, to save. It means to rescue someone who cannot rescue himself. The very idea of salvation is you need a savior. I need a savior. I cannot save myself. Listen, my friends, if you and I can save ourselves, what a waste. That God sent His Son. Why would God bother to sacrifice His Son for you if you can save yourself? Pwede naman pala ikaw. Pambihira. Samsade naman pala can be our Savior. My goodness. You know, What is all of this? ba? Why all of this mess? Let's just, let's just come to Samsade and be saved. What is the thing? We all need a Savior and Samsade is not the one. And neither am I and neither is anyone else here. We need a Savior, and the Scriptures is clear, there's only one name, and that name is Jesus. And while the word salvation can be used in a physical or earthly sense, as in being rescued from a foreign oppressor, it is more often used in a spiritual sense, to be rescued from sin, the power of sin, the consequences of sin. And this is where the the people in the days of Jesus, the reason why they refused to believe, and Acknowledge Christ because they thought, ah, okay, you came here as the Savior, good. We're going to crown you as the king and you're going to lead us into battle and get rid of the Roman Empire. Their idea of salvation is earthly, to be rescued from foreign oppression. And no wonder Jesus escaped from them because he knew what was in their hearts Jesus is indeed King, but He doesn't need anyone to crown Him. God the Father Himself crowned Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? So 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, this good news, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, meaning this is crucial to know and to believe in. Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. And this Friday, Good Friday, that's what we will remember, the crucifixion of Jesus. He was buried and He was raised on the third uh, day. That's on coming Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, that we will commemorate, according The scriptures, and then Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Hallelujah! No wonder Paul is not ashamed, and you and I should not be ashamed either because we have the cure that is Jesus. Sin is a horrible disease, the worst kind ever. When they interview those who have survived the coronavirus, who got sick, really, really sick, seriously sick in ICU, almost dying. And then somewhere along the way, it was reversed, and they started to get better until finally, they have been declared, you know, freed from the virus. And they came out, said, wow, thank God I survived that. When they narrate how at the worst day, they said, somebody said this, it's like the flu times a hundred, that's how bad it was, it's like the flu, but multiply the effect and the pain to a hundred, the effect that you cannot breathe, the effect that your lungs are like cramming, the effect that your, your, your throat is like clamming up, you know, and all of this, the, the headache, the worst kind that you can think of, well guess what my friends, as bad as coronavirus is, sin is far worse. It has destroyed homes. It has destroyed lives. It has killed souls. But thanks be to God, there's a Savior. His name is Jesus. Sin is the disease. Jesus is the cure. Salvation is the result. As you're watching this with your family and as you have shared this with your friends, it is important for us to realize, my friends, that in this crucial season that we are in, it is so easy for us to to zero in on our present circumstance. What is that? We're quarantined. We're not able to go out. We're not able to get our hair done, our nails done, go to our favorite restaurant. We're not able to see our friends. We're not able to do a whole lot of things. We're not able to go to work for the students to go to school and so and then you you start reading about some of these public officials and then you get frustrated and so it's so easy to zero in on the current disease which is ravaging the globe and I'm not minimizing that in any way people have lost loved ones dads moms grandparents young people have died as a result of this COVID-19. And many others have suffered from it. Some have lost jobs, some businesses have to close down. Nations all over the world, tourist spots are empty, the airline industry is in trouble, hotels, restaurants, everything, schools, everything. So I don't want to minimize the pain and the agony and the suffering and the devastation of this current disease that is wreaking havoc globally. But like I said a while ago, other diseases have come and then gone. This too have come and it will go. And then others will come again in the future. But there is one kind of disease that has stayed. It has stayed. People have been babies have been born, grew old, died new generation, generation after generation, and as humanity began to spread all over the world, and as technology began to improve and increase, and we've become smarter, we've become, we can run faster, we can travel everywhere in the world now in just a few hours. With all of the development of the entire globe, there is one disease that has remained unsolved by the brightest minds of the world. Not even the greatest scientists can solve it. The great philosophers cannot solve it. The greatest thinkers and and religious leaders cannot solve it. Sin is the disease that no one has figured out how to cure except for one. When God sent His son, Jesus. He cured humanity of this disease. But it requires a step. A step of faith. Before I pray for you, I want us to worship the Lord and allow this song to prepare your heart, my friends, especially those that are watching right now. Not just here in South Metro Manila, You may be in different parts of the Philippines watching or different parts of the globe. As you're watching this and as we enter into a time of worship, I pray that the Holy Spirit will prepare your heart so that later when we issue an invitation and a prayer, in your heart, you will embrace the Savior. Because there is only one. His name is Jesus my friends some 35 years ago around this time it was a good friday in 1985 i gave my life to jesus christ i attended a church service similar to what we're doing here in makati and i listened to the message on the seven last words something that your pastors will be speaking on this good friday as i was sitting in that service in my mind i was telling myself This is nice to know, but I don't know if I really need it for myself. After all, I think I'm a good guy. I don't consider myself in any way a sinner. But the more I sat under the preaching of God's Word, the more that the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me, yes, Albert, you are a sinner. But I love you, and I sent you a Savior. And before the end of that service, I found myself standing up, walking forward as the pastor gave an invitation to anyone in that congregation who wished to receive Christ into their life as their Savior and as their Lord. Norman Geisler said it this way, Christ's death is sufficient for all but efficient only for those who believe. Jesus died for everyone. But if you want to make His death effective for you as a payment for your sin, you have to personally believe and trust in our Savior, Jesus Christ. The most famous verse of all, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever, and you can put your name there, that whoever believes in Him, in Jesus, shall not perish but have everlasting life let's bow our heads for a moment and if you're watching this with your family you can do this as well just bow your heads and maybe you already have prayed this prayer and thank God that Christ truly is Lord and Savior of your life and even of your household but if there's even a chance that there is one or two or a few more and those that will watch this during the week if there's even a chance that someone out there you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus you've heard preachings like this in many different settings already maybe you've even gone to church or a Bible study somewhere maybe you've seen a TV program or on radio but listen my friends it's not enough that you heard it you have to believe you have to put your trust Max Locado, in one of his books, says it this way, If there are a thousand steps between God and you, God took 999 steps, but He requires the last step from you. And that, my friend, is that step of faith and surrender. I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a prayer of faith and surrender to our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, if you've already done this, my friends, can you just join in this prayer? Just so that if there's anyone out there watching, somehow our collective prayer and faith will cause faith to rise up in their hearts to believe in Jesus as their Savior and Lord. And let's say this together. And you have to say it out loud, my friends. Loud enough that you can hear your own voice say this together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come before you. I am a sinner. I acknowledge I have sinned and I fell short of your glory. I have lived a life unworthy. I have rebelled and disobeyed you. I deserve your judgment and wrath, but through Jesus Christ, Your only begotten Son. Today I became born again. Saved. Justified. Forgiven. Redeemed. Today I receive Jesus into my life. As my Savior and my Lord. And I surrender myself to you Lord Jesus. From this moment on. I will be a follower of Jesus. From this moment on, I will walk with you. From this moment on, I will honor you in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions, and in my desires. Holy Spirit, transform me so that I may begin to live a life worthy of the calling of God as His child. In Jesus' name. Can I I pray for you right now? God Almighty, I thank you for anyone out there who may have prayed this prayer for the very first time. And by the way, if you did that, my friends watching, would you let us know? Would you send us a message on Facebook, on Messenger? In in some way, would you send us a message or send your friend or your family member who invited you to, to watch this broadcast? And would you tell them, hey, I prayed with your pastor when he was praying. What do I do now? What do I do now? Here's my encouragement to you that are watching. And if you pray this for the very first time, you now have to grow in your walk with God. Pray, read your Bible, worship, join this broadcast every week, and even other broadcasts, other preachers and other church services. Feed yourself with the Word of God so that you will grow God Almighty I pray would you extend your grace upon those who pray that prayer and God would you would you urge them to connect themselves with a with a born again Christian or a Christian church somewhere wherever they are located so that their faith their new born faith may be nurtured uh, and it may grow and God Almighty I pray that you will speak to them right now oh God If there is a personal need in their life, whether it's uh, about their family, their job, yung mga worries and anxieties nila panginon, and even about this virus, Lord, would you reveal yourself mighty to save? Not just in a spiritual way, but even in a physical way of healing, and a financial way of providing, and an emotional way of of bringing peace into their home, Lord God. Would you do that, Lord? Would you do that, oh God? And again, for all of us that are together worshiping and hearing the word of God. Lord, we give you honor and praise. You are our Savior. Thank you that you died on the cross for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you rose again. Thank you that you will return. That is the promise of Jesus. You will return. To set up the, the living, unshakable kingdom of God. All of these events happening around, this is God shaking the very foundations of the earth so that only what is unshakable shall remain. And so God, we honor you and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give thanks to God? Hallelujah. Praise God. And if you will permit me, I just want to promote my book. This is available online, on Amazon.com, in Kindle version i just want which i wrote five years ago on faith walkers which i wrote a year ago god bless you my friends may you have a fantastic week ahead pastor jojo please come and close our service amen
1: thank you mr albert it's so refreshing to to hear the word of the lord right and um what thank you Pastor Albert, for reminding us that apart from jesus we will remain infected Thanks be to God that in Jesus Christ we can be set free as we have been set free in today's service. The cure is in the Lord. Three things mga una, we are now entering into what the rest of the world calls the Holy Week. Alang na tayo, matagal parang Holy Week ang Pilipinas dahil tahimik ang mundo. But take more special notice in this coming few days. I know you have been binging on a lot of Netflix movies, but in these coming days, take more full notice of uh, the things that God would want you, would want us to realize in these moments of quietness. Let the words of the Lord, the ones that Pastor Albert just preached unto us, and as you know, go deeper into the Bible as you watch online services. Let the word of the Lord just resonate in your heart so that the name of Jesus be glorified even more. Number two, this coming Holy Friday, yes, at exactly 9.30 in the morning, your pastors will come online as well so that we can have the uh, Filipino tradition, the Christian tradition of the seven last words or more accurately, seven last phrases Jesus Christ the very last utterances of the Lord when he was about to die in the cross those are important things as Pastor Albert would tell us a while ago to draw our hearts closer unto the Lord and thirdly uh, we will be posting our preaching devotional follow-throughs for today's service so if, if you'd like to spend your time in a very wise manner Now that the Lord has spoken to you, let now the Lord speak through you. So as you now discuss amongst yourselves, amongst family members, how has the Lord spoken to you through the preach word today? How has the Holy Spirit moved in your heart as you have known about the sin and the need for our Savior? How has the Lord spoken to your being as now you are acquainted or maybe reacquainted with the personhood of Jesus Christ? Let the Holy Spirit speak through you and minister in your own special ways. We will pray, I'll ask Pastor Sam Sade to come and close us in prayer.
2: Would you pray with me? Our heavenly father, we have learned three essential truths today. Sin is the disease. Jesus is the cure. Salvation is the result. Sin is not just one of the many diseases. It is the most dreadful disease known to man. Jesus is not one of the many saviors available to humankind. He is the only savior. He is the only cure. And the result of Jesus' finished work on the cross is our salvation for which we are grateful Today. God, for those who prayed the prayer of acceptance, we give you praise. We pray that you would draw them closer to you through your Holy Spirit into fellowship with the Father, into walking with your Son, Jesus Christ. As your Holy Spirit empowers them to live victoriously, never to fall for Jesus has cured them from sin. Father, we pray for families that are watching. We pray for people cut off from their families in the city or in the province that are watching. We pray for those that are quarantined, either by themselves or because of others and are watching. Wherever they are, whatever their life situation is, God, we speak a blessing upon them. We speak your presence. We speak the full assurance of your salvation. So that wherever we are, we might rejoice in the name of the Lord. For Father, blessed is the name of the Lord. For you alone are worthy of all honor and glory. For you are good and you are greatly to be praised. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that your word would continue to work in everyone's life as they reflect on the three truths we have been taught from the word of God today. Sin is the disease. Jesus is the cure. Salvation is the result. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for salvation. And we thank you for this opportunity to learn from your word. And to praise your holy name, we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.